Wednesday, November 15. Sin or Obedience? Consider now Romans 6, 16. What point is Paul making? Why is his argument so black and white with no middle ground? What lesson should we draw from this contrast? Here's the text. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? Paul comes back to the point again that the new life of faith does not grant liberty to sin. It makes possible victory over sin. Only through faith can we have the victory that is promised to us. Having personified sin as a king ruling over his subjects, Paul now returns to the figure of sin as a master demanding obedience of his servants. Paul points out that a person has a choice of masters. He can serve sin, which leads to death, or he can serve righteousness, which leads to eternal life. Paul does not leave us any middle ground or room for compromise. It's one or the other, because in the end we face either eternal life or eternal death. Consider now Romans 6.17. But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. Notice how obedience is linked to correct doctrine. The Greek word for doctrine means teaching. The Roman Christians had been taught the principles of the Christian faith, which they now obeyed. Thus, for Paul, correct doctrine, correct teaching, when obeyed from the heart, assisted in the Romans becoming servants of righteousness, Romans 6.18. We sometimes hear that doctrine does not matter, just as long as we show love. That is a very simplistic expression of something that is not so simple. As stated in an earlier lesson, Paul was very concerned about the false doctrine to which the Galatian church had succumbed. Thus, we need to be careful about statements that somehow denigrate the importance of correct teaching. Servants of sin, servants of righteousness, the contrast is stark. If after baptism we sin, does this mean that we are not truly saved? Consider now 1 John 1 verse 8 through chapter 2 verse 1. How does this passage help us to understand what it means to be a follower of Christ and yet still be subject to falling? Here's the text. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous.